0: Okay, kids, I remembered one part of what I wanted to say, but I think there's, there might be a little bit more and it will come to me and I'll talk about it tonight. But, um, one of the things that I was kind of talking about in this podcast was how I do believe like Kanye and Kim, you know, were able to use the energy consciously or subconsciously in terms of, um, age of Pisces energy, right? so then ergo this is how you introduce the church that he has in the occult and hidden messages right um even if you think about how churches have communicated with us in the past about what is right and what is wrong and how they want us to move and operate it's very coded right and we have to we're kind of left to decipher And in some ways, we kind of count on a savior or someone to break it down for us. And we can only go to that person or their designated people like Carlson Tucker on Fox News or Candace Owens to understand what what Kanye is really saying, right? Like, we can only go through his disciples type of a thing. So, or go to their synagogue and and to get the message because it's so coded and it's so... um, yeah, it's so coded and metaphorical that, ooh, look at my arm, y'all. I've been working out. Not for a couple of days, though, but it's, it's still with me. It's good. Damn. Y'all, it's hidden. It's given. Anyways, so, but one of the things that we've been talking about is it's really cool because I do believe that, we, in a sense, shouldn't stress out too much, but we should kind of plan because, um, in the past 10 years, they were able to use that energy. But because of the way that a retrograde works, if something is not high frequency, those areas or those things that were built on that foundation will crumble, right? And they will burn away. It's very much alchemical, right? Removing the impurities. To refine the gold, whether it's the collective or the people or school of thoughts, and so they're not going to be in power anymore than than their their time is set to be, right? So I would say it's it's if if you are aware, for example, that uh, Jupiter is going to be going direct for the next ten years, right? Um, if I understand it correctly. And it's going to transition from Aries until about into Aries until about, I want to say it was it March? And then it's going to transition to Taurus and go through all of the cycles and whatnot. Um, we can plan for that, right? If, if if there's some subconscious, we could even probably look at the planetary placements, <clears throat> And see how things will be in 2035, in 10 years from now, 2045, 2055. Is it matching what he's saying, right? Are we going to see some um, change to, like, Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, Uranus, Chiron, where there's this flipping energy or world powers, right? Um, And, and... You know, even like that time when we um, started to kind of butt heads with with Jupiter, with Jupiter, with Russia a little bit. If you for those of you who are kind of into this stuff, you will remember when when Putin decided to kind of, you know, uh, really step into and lean into, some, you know, into his position it was around the time of uh, Jupiter, and I was listening to, I do not remember who it was, but they they uh, talked more so about the astronomy, astronomical or astrolog- astrological aspect of things. And she was talking about how when he chose to do that, it was at a time when... Um, the United States and that power, that world power was at its cripplest. And so he deliberately chose to strike at that time. And he understood that Jupiter is also one of those like gods of war or something or influences war. Right. And so um, a-, a lot of these world powers, you know, know this kind of stuff. I think that maybe in some senses, some are farther ahead, because even when you look at what's happening a lot in Colombia and Argentina, Um, unfortunately, like, I don't know if you guys remember that time that the, the hotel in Florida collapsed. Um, coincidentally, there weren't any black people killed in it. And they said that only, um, black people, only black people were only allowed to, I think, work in there or they kind of had to have, uh, uh, some, but they weren't allowed to, to live in there. And, when you list, look at all the people that died in that building co- that collapsed in um, in Florida, coincidentally, um, there was one black uh, female officer, and she made it out alive, y'all. Um, but other than that, no other... And some people didn't really like that. But you know what? I feel like even with that, um, that, that place is known as very racist, right? And um, but one of the people who passed away in that was one of those like prime ministers or something for I think it was either Argentina or Colombia. And it that went right over a lot of people's heads. But that was also around the time that they were going through some political power stuff. Right. And um, there was one more thing I added, wanted to add, too. And then coincidentally, when there was some stuff going on with um, the transits in power, and the planets, you know, who, who might be a good person to listen to is I think his name is, if I remember correctly, I think it's called like Astro, Astro Finance or Astro Finance. And um, but and he he does trading, too. But at one point he talked about how when they they're trying to uh, introduce crypto into in, into their as a part of their like uh monetary or currency system and they're going through some political stuff right but um, I don't know I, I think I put in the description this is supposed to be hypothetical and let me know what you think um, it is digging a little bit deep um, and just piecing together little bits and pieces from what everybody knows and having a better picture, a better understanding. But um I think with the collapse of Kim and Kanye, some of the things that this retrograde has really wiped them out, right? Um they leveraged the the energy of whatever, you know, what's happening with Jupiter, and now that it's in retrograde, it's collecting on all of those things where they didn't have integrity in, right? Where it wasn't the most high vibrational. So all of those things have to collapse. And then they have the option to. Move in integrity. And and be forthright. Or continue to suffer losses. <clears throat> I hope that kind of makes sense. One day we'll get to a point where we can kind of bounce ideas back and forth. But uh, I I think I've said so much. On this podcast, and um, it, it's trying to piece together so many things, um. But I, I think I, I said what I wanted to say in terms of uh tying up a loose end about how this retrograde is affecting them, and so even things like the way that they're communicating and trying to to put up um like flares to distract you from what's going on or where they need some grave errors you know, is, is really costing them. And so if if it's being alluded and there's a prophecy, right? Is he a false prophet or a real prophet? Time will tell. That That's a litmus test. Time will tell. You know? If he's alluding that, you know, there's going to be a, f- the world's going to flip in dominance and more people are going to become, more people in the black community are going to stop you know saying that slavery was forced upon them and step into their power and really dominate and now white people are going to be the new black people and um if that's true you know i did mention that i do worry about what that would mean for women because the way things have been in the past i don't see black women you know getting out from this subjugation thing like every time you think about you hear what men are saying about women it's kind of like i want her to clip my toenails i want her to cook and clean for me and i'm not even making this stuff up you can go to kendra g's stuff i think i've played most of the stuff for you you know she has to have the top three she has to be able to cook clean and have sex with me um And, you know, I like to go to these other women because they will clip my toenails and I don't even have to offer to bring them back with the K-1 visa. I don't have to marry them. I don't have to provide for them. I can just smash and dash and go back to my country and go to another place and see if that woman's going to massage, you know, give me a two hour massage and clip my toenails. And then I'm just going to go from here to here to here and and whatever. Right. Um I don't I don't see it being a favorable position for women, but I, I really do hope like if I were to kind of it's not a prophecy, but I would say if I were to envision as an oracle in my temple, what I would like to see for women, um, for black women in particular is I really love this passive income lifestyle. I really want to see more women on this path because, and more women investing. And one of the things I love about investing, oh, oh, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, God. I remembered what it was. This is what it was that I wanted to remember, y'all. In the comments, when the person was talking, somebody said, you always are going to have to have slaves and masters. That's what they said. You're going to have to have slaves and masters. That is triggering AF. But guess what? It's true. Ah, Y'all are going to hate me for this. But I I so stand on that 10 toes down. You're always going to have masters and slaves. And if, if, if since we're in this energy. And since we're going to be in controversial talk. <sighs> when I... Think about what lies below the surface of um, investing. I'm laid up in my bed right now. Right? I already cashed out one of my stuff earlier Friday. Right? Um, If I check my account, I'll probably um, get either paid today or tomorrow, get paid again Monday. I also have money in stocks. Coincidentally, Black people were the original stocks and bonds, right? A lot of insurance companies go back to stocks and bonds. It was built on the back of people. So, if I feel like if you're going to discriminate against me, I'm going to make this a separate podcast. I have to make this separate. I have to make this separate. Um, I might add it to the bottom of the, of the other podcast, but I'm going to make this one separate. If you're not going to hire me because I'm too dark for you. I'm a black woman. Whatever, whatever what have you. And you're going to tell me I'm overqualified or not qualified enough. F it. I don't want to work for you anyways. What I'm going to do is I'm going to sit here. And I'm going to invest in. And I'm going to use. Like, so I uh I'm not even going to mention this company. But I'm going to invest in like Tesla and Apple and Google. And guess what? Those people get up and they log in remotely. And they're working. And they have a marketing team. And I figure out when I'm going to make my profit. You know what I'm saying? And I I get paid off of that, right? And I build up my assets and I have my own stocks and bounds. We've been talking with like, even with Ashley M. Fox, she just put up another banger uh, short talking about why billionaires... Um, how billionaires avoid paying taxes. I had to listen to it three times. I have to go back and listen to it. My jaw dropped. It makes sense. How do I tap into it? How do I get into it? I think I kind of understand what she's saying, but it even helps me understand, you know, the importance of why I have leap contracts and um, why I need to get more, right? And so, um, um but... It's the whole idea of um, what I love for women is make these people your slaves, yo, in the sense of let the money work for you. When people ask me what I do, I say I don't, I don't work for my money. I send my money to work for me, and that money makes friends. So all these corporations. When Ashley Fox was talking about how you know the cap rate means how much you invest into companies, and when you go into like something like Robinhood and you pull up a stock. Um, am I going to do this with y'all right now? Um, let me, let me go to, oh, I can't do Robinhood, but let's just go to Google Finance and let's just pull up some companies.com, Google Finance. Right. So let's, let's go click on that right now. So there's, stock, I do have my own watch list. So I have like one of them I have, um, so these are the top movers on my list this is from my list, um, LVMH, Moet, Hennessy, (laughs) Vanguard, Total Stock, and MasterCard, right, so MasterCard is down, let's go to MasterCard, my, my mentor loves to trade MasterCard, so, um, I go to MasterCard, and then I go to, um, so they pay 66% dividends, so I don't have any holdings with them right now, but, um, if I were gonna start developing holdings and stuff like that, I would really be inclined to this one because I I do love a good dividend. I do love a good thing with a dividend. But if we look at the cap rate, is it this one PE ratio? Is that um, ratio of current share price for trailing twelve months EPS that signals if the high uh, price is high or low compared to other stock? So no, that's not what I want. Here it is market cap. So the market cap is $285 billion in U.S. dollars. She gives the formula of how to figure out, like, if I were to buy one share, at the time I'm recording this right now, the share is worth, one share is worth $294. Um, How many, you know, and the more shares I earn, own, would tell me um, when I buy those shares, how much of the market cap I have of that $285 billion company. But here's the thing, right? So let's say I buy one share of a MasterCard, right? Or my boo thing is like, babe, I'm gonna buy you a share of MasterCard, right? Same thing like what, what Kanye did with, with Kim, right? Um, I couldn't tell you you know, lickety-split about what's going on with MasterCard. Visa's another good one. There's Apple, Microsoft Corporation right here. Look at this. Amazon, uh, American Express, Netflix, Starbucks. Starbucks is not really... Mm, you can have money in Starbucks, but, it. Uh, you know, when I look at the chart, it's cute or whatever. If you want to buy me an $87 share of it. But it's, it's you know. But um, I don't know too much about... MasterCard, right? But you better believe while I'm laying here in bed, here's what's going on with with MasterCard right now. One day ago, MasterCard incorporated stock performance and analyst projections, right? So let me click on that and see what what they all have going on. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, they are working for me, right? And you have to have masters and slaves, right? So if I'm going to master my skills and my understanding, and decide when and where to move my money. And you know. It's even things like if I. Uh, I get notifications all the time. Especially through Robinhood. If any of the stocks that I'm invested in. If they had a meeting. And they you know. Decide to split the shares. Or or um, take corporate action. Or whatever. I get a notification. And I can say. Oh, I'm not really feeling what y'all are doing. I'm going to pull on out and just put it into something else more stable, right? At the end of the day, they're working for you. Now, if you want to classify it as a slave, eh, you know, but at the end of the day, you make that work for you, right? Um, let me see here. So it says Walmart Target urge lawmakers to pass bill taking aim at Visa, MasterCard fees. I, you know... I'm just sitting here from the comfort of my home. I can have money in, in uh, MasterCard, Walmart, Target, and Wall Street Journal. All of them are going to figure it out. They're my slaves. They're my bitches. Make it work. If I don't like the numbers, I'm going to pull my money. What's good? <laughs> Do your work, huh? No, I'm just kidding. That probably wasn't nice. But yeah, so if I go here, this is what's going on with um MasterCard. Check out the ticker page here. Mm. Y'all ain't trying to make this super easy for me to just look at. Oh, you know what it is? It's a video. It's a video. So, um, but they have bullet points in here. So these are some of the stock performance stuff going on for MasterCard, right? So if I had a share in, in MasterCard, you don't want to work your way up to 100 shares, but. So it's talking here about um, student loan forgiveness plans, um, da-da-da-da-da. charge point holdings, Airbnb, Airbnb, General Electric, DraftKings. That's a good one, surprisingly, y'all. Um, to get into also Neo, I have a love hate relationship with them, <laughs> yeah, I really do. Crafts is a good one. Crafts is kind of like one of those companies that um, I forget what they're called, but they're kind of like a I know oligarchy is not the word, but they're kind of like that. one of those companies that um, they have been around for a long time. Like even if you look at their charts, it's not the sexiest, but Craft? Craft be doing their stuff, y'all. Lululemon um, Barrick Gold I do have holdings in Barrick Gold, but, um, and the strategy that we did a podcast on about just straight gold, um, let's see, this one is 38 seconds, let me just see what they're saying, I need to turn the volume down, oh, it's just a, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on, it's just 38 seconds, so it's in the last days there were some fluctuations so it went from like 14 to 16.8 a lot of fluctuations this is yeah in the last 30 days but um it's averaging right back out to where it was about 30 days ago averaging just a little bit higher than where it was 30 days ago Um, it is down significantly from the last year. So, um, about mid of of the year, it was as high as twenty six, and now it's averaging around sixteen. Is that dollars? Um. Oh wow! So compared to the industry. It is performing below what is going on with the industry. And so the analyst projections for the quarter um, average EPS, um, oh, earnings per share estimate is 31 cents. And then the average revenue estimate is $3.18 billion. Oh, this is still going. And so they're anticipating that the target price is 28. Now, that being said, um, remember, the high was 28. So they're thinking it's going to go back up to 28 between now and December. And, yeah, right now it's around 15.48. So the 52-week, y'all, I don't want to bore you with this. I really don't. But um yeah, so the fifty-two week uh, range is twenty-six dollar uh, highs of twenty-six, and right now it's at fifteen forty-eight. But the fifty-two week range, there are plays that you can do. There are strategies that you can do based on the fifty-two week range. Um, here's the point I want you to to kind of you know. Um, Think about this. This is triggering, right? But there has to be masters and slaves and um, you can get to choose which side of the equation you want to be on. Right. We are not perpetually limited. I think one of the phrases that came up within the last day or so that really bothered me was the idea of social engineering. And um, I almost wonder what the origins of that are, too, because I almost wonder if it's one of those things like to what degree are we going to buy in that we've been manipulated? Because what that that term social engineering is giving me is that time when uh, Ronald Reagan had all those guns brought into our neighborhoods. Right. And the drugs and what ended up happening is. We ended up taking those guns and killing each other out and selling it to our brothers and our sisters and, you know, our uncles and, and aunties and whatever. And we're all the worse for it. And but when I think about it, like even with myself, I I love to watch crime scene movie stuff. I like to watch like CSI. I used to, but sometimes I get uh kind of like scared at night. So I will watch stuff like uh I saw The Courier last night. That was a really good movie. Um, I really enjoyed watching it, but there's violence in there. But I've never, not a once. And y'all, I grew up with like I'm like Kamala, right? I grew up with Tupac and Little Wayne. The block is hot. The block is hot. Ha ha ha. Block is hot. The block is hot. Right? And um, all these songs about violence, but I ain't near once. My dog is choosing violence right now. Bruno! <laughs> um, I've never once felt the propensity to go grab a gun and shoot my own brother or my mother or my aunts or my uncles or anything. I've never, you know, um, and I kid you not, like my, it's even to the point where I have friends, even when I was growing up, that smoked marijuana before it was legal. One of my best, best friends. I actually got to the point where there's been a couple times where I had contact high. It's even to the point where I remember it got so bad that I had gone to this... um One of my friends, her her husband was performing. And it was like at a marijuana type of convention thing. And the whole place, they had all kinds of different grades of marijuana and candy. And like the best grade of just that and the third. So we were just there to watch him perform. And then... um but I was in the smoke for about, if I say three to four hours. And I didn't realize that I was suffering from contact high until I was trying to try trying to drive home and I almost got an accident. And I remember I was kind of like weaving a little bit too. Um and so then once I kind of slowly recognized that I was experiencing contact high because I had gotten so much of it, I might as well have just smoked a blunt myself. But but I say all that to say like um I even remember one of the first times that I, um, was around a friend that smoked it, she didn't even want to give it to me, um, because she was like, nah, I can't get you on this stuff, right, I remember we were driving, and she was smoking the blend and she was like, oh, do you want some, and she's like, you know what, no, I can't even, it's like, just out of courtesy, she's like, you're a good girl, I can't give it to you, right, um, type of a thing, but at the same time, I didn't go out of my way to, you know, just because I am around drugs for me to take it. You know, so we were talking a little bit about how, you know, if you talk about something like social engineering or you know, we program you, it's like just because they put the the gun in your hand or the the the. Syringe in your hand, does that mean you need to shoot it up? Some people will say they don't know better, or they will say they don't understand the implications, or they're too young to understand. This is a point where right now everybody's reassessing what is true to them, and you know, you can choose to stay in that if you find it to be true. Like, let's say it's true. Let's just say that they really, you know, did program us and send out radio frequency waves to say, shoot your brother, shoot your mother, shoot your cousin, shoot other people that look like you, are this, are that, assault that, shoot up drugs, take drugs, you know, uh, type of thing. Let's just say that they, they sent that out now that you know better. Are you just going to be like, well, that's how they programmed it. So I'm just going to continue to be that way. Are you going to be like, F that. Let me get on out of here. Let me disconnect from that wave. Let me clear my mind. Let me, me, you know, become a master of skills that are going to put money in my pocket and let those things work for me. I don't know. I hope that kind of made sense. So that's what I wanted to say. Let me know what you think in the comments about that. And um, I did not get to get the name of the person who said that, but I'm probably going to title it um, There Have to Be Masters and Slaves, Triggering AF, right? Um, but I'm hoping that even as you're listening to this, as triggered as you may be, I hope you choose to be a master like me. Because I plan to be a ma- I'm already a master in my own right, right? Like I said, I really do kind of low-key get off on the fact that I have, you know, whole things running for me and those bitches better go to work (laughs) what is it what is hey dirty baby i got my money don't you worry i said hey (laughs) all right y'all hey goofy as fuck right listen (laughs) y'all this is freaking scary i'm probably freaking myself out so Um, Please understand if you're listening to this, I hope that you're not too triggered. I did put in the previous podcast before this one that a lot of this is hypothetical. I do appreciate, you know, one of the content creators that I listen to. This is how she thinks she's trying to stretch your mind and help you kind of see beyond things in a 3D nature. Right. And so I'm I'm riding that wavelength with her and I'm just trying to examine everything I've thought. Leading up until this point, I got my container got stretched a little bit to kind of um, explore, you know, where she's going with things. And so one of the the other um, contradictory statements that Kanye said was um, slavery was a choice. And as I was typing up the title for this and typing up the question for the community to answer back and forth, and I look forward to hearing your responses on this. It's like if slavery was a choice as being a master choice, in a, in a way, this can be um, triggering for white people because then, you know, in some ways they can feel like they don't want to take accountability for, you know, what they did to other people. So it's one thing to be, you know, yeah. sold and put into that situation. It's another person to be buying people and putting them through, you know, this type of stuff and harming other people for your advantage, right? And or turning a blind eye. I think that one of the interesting things that if we were to go into this bizarro world, um, that, that, man, y'all are really gonna hate me for this. But listen, if, if, um, we were, if we were to live to see this lifetime where, you know, the tables really were turned and black people came into power, Right, one of my pet peeves has always been that I think that white people don't really um understand to what degree they benefit from systematic um oppression or systematic I think that race is uh race, racism is a social um It's systematic. There we go. Because I'm confusing race, which is a social construct with racism. Racism to me is systematic, right? So that's why I even say like, I'm not going to get into into my into a fight with my next door neighbor. You know, because when he marches to his house and slams the door and goes goes inside, he's still going to benefit. You know, he's not going to feel the impact of redlining. His house is not going to be undervalued or underappraised he can have an appraiser walk into his house tomorrow and get fair value for his house and and everything else that comes with it my ass, what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to come in, remove all of my Afro hair grease stuff, products from my hair, remove all my Quinte Kente um, African garb stuff, remove all the pictures of my family and, and friends that are black. I'm going to have to go and remove anything that shows that I'm black hair. I'm going to have to go to the other side of my neighbor and or get another friend, white friend, to come in and sit in for me to make sure that they can be here while my house is appraised. You know what I'm saying and so if we were to switch over to this world where you know now black people are in power um I feel like they would really start to feel what it's how the oppression really feels like you know to just try to and then kind of feel like because like I said some people don't really try to advocate and they can't be bothered and I don't even blame them I don't even blame them to a certain degree because I feel like if I really lived in a lap of luxury where everything is going in my order, you know, as long as I'm not breaking the law and I I get certain privileges of just showing up, you know, then as long as I'm not upsetting the status quo, it's kind of like I have my token black friends and I'm nice to them, but... Even though I'm going to work, I'm not making sure that the black person at my work, you know, if I'm in HR, I'm not making sure that he or she is getting paid fairly like other people. Because really, when you think about it, too, um, I, I did want to work in a, in a human resources office because I really thought I had everything in me to to change the world. But you know how many people are working in HR that could talk to the vice president of finance and say, listen. There's a disparity in how much we pay our men and our women, and there's a disparity between how much we pay, you know, um, these these you know, ethnicities versus these other ethnicities. Let's court, let's correct it, right? Do you know how many HR places and or people that own businesses, um, like even your WalMarts and even like let's just say your Amazons and all, do you. You don't think that they can look and see, "Oh, snap, well, for sure we sure are charged now, that being said, oh, I was going to say charging you know paying our our men more than our women, um you know, these rabbit holes um th- this is how you end up with two and three hour long podcasts, right but um could you choose to be a a master? And then what would it look like for you? Uh, For me, it means financial independence. It means I don't ever have to be inconvenienced of having to be mistreated at work or being unappreciated, right? And sacrificing my time, right? Um, but, but, But being a master can also mean that there's possibility of me being just a complete bitch and... Turning into that type of Kim Kardashian that's kind of like, you're beneath me, scrub my toilet with a toothbrush and you're going to be lucky if I pay you 10 cents to the dollar, you know, um, <laughs> that's wild. But um, and, and, and so if the if the tables get flipped and next year, all of a sudden there's this policy that gets passed into law where now my house values go up you know, to, you know, two point something million dollars. And my neighbor's property values go down to, you know, to like $250,000. And knowing them the way they are now, they'd come over and be like knocking on the door and be like, well, 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 can you sit in at our house for us? And, um, cause, um, Chase Bank is coming over, Wells Fargo is coming over. And, you know, we saw that your house value is like going for 2.5 million and um you know we had to. Mm, <laughs> I was gonna say we had to remove the lice products no I'm not nice <laughs> let me let me get off of these people's um <laughs> internet but yeah isn't that crazy if we were to say it, being a, a slave is a choice being a master is a choice And I guess, I don't know, I don't know, whatever. For your sake and my sake, let us never speak of these things again. Let us go on as if this never happened. (laughs) I was thinking about, you know, um, the word that keeps coming to mind when I think about what's happening with Kanye is he brings a lot of chaos. Like every time he comes up in the news, it's just chaos, right? And what happens when everybody's up in a roar and, um, what happens in the aftermath and when the dust settles, you know, um, type of a thing. So, but I am officially done. I remembered everything I wanted to say and, um, I'm in the middle of listening to the Twin Flame, um, explanation you know that's titled twin flames twin flames and third parties the truth about twin flame third party she's going exactly down that path that i thought she would which is kind of like saying like oh it's just an interference it's energetic it's you're seeing it in the 3d but in the 5d or this and the third and so y'all already know how i feel about that i'm not subscribed to it as a matter of fact i've withdrawn myself from the twin flame community i hope that just from listening to that and doing a search it this stuff doesn't pop up in my algorithm but if it does not a problem i will just press do not recommend clean up my algorithm again and keep it pushing so there's that all right y'all bye